Hi, my name is Thomas Johnson, and I'm the founder and CEO of Get Up and Get Fit Wellness Coaching Concierge. I'm also a C-suite advisor and investor. And you're listening to How May I Serve You, where I'm constantly on the quest to surround myself with the best coaches while learning how to better serve our executive clientele by asking them, How May I Serve You? Today's show is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. And Get Up and Get Fit will be providing students with textbooks and school supplies in Cambodia in honor of our guest today, as well as our philanthropic mission to impact at least 50,000 people per year. And today's guest is Lu Lucia, all right? Make sure I pronounce the name right. Mash Shova. There we go. So Lucia Mash Shova. The Happy Life Strategist is a leadership and career coach, diehard New Yorker, just like me, proud mom, former rocket scientist, ooh, and fashion executive, bookworm, and coffee lover. Her mission is to help people do what they love, love what they do, and succeed beyond what they thought was possible. Ooh, ooh let's go. I always love to speak to other New Yorkers. So, <laughs> Lucia, how you doing? I'm doing well, Thomas. Thank you. And thank you for inviting me. Of course. Of course. All right. First off, you get brownie points for being a former New Yorker, number one. Die hard. <laughs> and you love Die books hard. just like I love books. <laughs> so I want you to tell us a bit about yourself, right? The too many version. Who are you? Well, um, first and foremost, I'd be happy. Um, happiness activist uh -huh. <laughs> that's first and foremost um but in terms of kind of a little bit of a history here is um um just like uh german council <laughs> angela merkel i was on um quantum chemistry phd track and um just like any russian would right <laughs> <laughs> so, and um, quit a year short of finishing my dissertation because I went to U.S. to uh, begin a totally different track. I um, studied um, to get my art degree. I studied painting and um, at the end pivoted to fashion. And so my very first actual job I had at age of 30 Okay, okay. So in fashion, and uh, my uh, fashion was very kind to me. My career was um, um, went really fast, and which should be actually a good news for everybody that uh, being older or starting older or starting, uh, you know, where you're not 21 is actually a serious advantage if you use it right. True. So, um, okay. and um, I left fashion in 2012 as a senior vice president of design. So I made my full climb and um, loved every minute of it, but always knew that there will be an age gap cap eventually for, uh -huh. and I went back to school, which I was planning for a while, and I was planning to do mental health. But after research, uh, serious research around, I decided to study coaching. So I went right. back to NYU 
and studied for a year there organizational executive and organizational coaching. Okay. So, All right. so that's um, how I got here. Lucia, um, I want to dive a little deeper into your childhood, right? Mm-hmm. Where, where are you from originally? You mentioned from Russia, right? I, I want to learn more about who was Lucia, Lucia at a young age, right? Your childhood, what got you started? So share, share that with me real quick. I, I wouldn't live by curiosity through you. I, I wouldn't live through your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the thing that happened to my uh, professional life was happening in my childhood. I grew up in a small town uh, west of Moscow, about four hours from Moscow, and okay. uh, um, tried about everything and anything, you know, playing piano, accordion, do gymnastics, volleyball, uh, <laughs> running. Um, so you name it, I tried it. So and um, eventually I landed in St. Petersburg at age 16, where I started studying chemistry. Okay, okay. So what what got you into chemistry right after you experimented with different types of subject different activities like piano you know you play sport <laughs> you are a well-rounded woman now you have like all the facets you both the books right and the athletics that's awesome right well there. playing piano would be overestimation <laughs> uh, but um it, it would be a really long story. It was a pretty accidental landing, because, okay. but basically because I really, at age 16, one doesn't really know what to do. And you just, you know, and sequence of events uh, landed me at the chemistry department just as well. Okay. <laughs> Again, loved every minute of it. I spent almost eight years there and loved every minute of it. Today's episode is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Being an executive can be very demanding. Your schedule is unpredictable. You have conflicting responsibilities that pull you in multiple directions at once. You travel too much, work late hours, and cross time zones, all things that wreak havoc on your body. This is why having a wellness support team is necessary. Get Up and Get Fit is the wellness concierge support that busy executives, entrepreneurs, and celebs rely on to keep them healthy and fit despite their hectic schedules. A body under prolonged stress is not a healthy body. Time to reduce your stress. Increase your energy, flexibility, strength, and endurance so you can enjoy life instead of just living it. Go to getupandgetfit.com. That's G-E-T-U-P-N-G-E-T-F-I-T. Com and schedule your consultation right now. Get up and get fit. It's a lifestyle. Got it, got it. So what got you into coaching? Because you mentioned all, the, all of these things and activities you were involved um, in and with, right? So what got you into coaching, especially like um, leadership and career coaching? Well, um, as I mentioned, because I loved my job and um, in fashion and 
so fiercely, you know, and I yeah. really, you know, I would show up on Monday in the morning at nine o'clock and next thing I know it's Friday night and we have to go home. <laughs> so it was so shocking to me that um, when I learned that Gallup uh, surveys and um, Harvard Business Review sur surveys show us that between 60 and 70% people not just don't like their job, they dislike their job, and even more so, actively not engage and most of the time disengage, actively disengage. Mm. So, um, and I've decided to change it one person mm. at the time. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, um, I really, and, and, and that's how my quest started. And then it's um, took a little pivot to combining it with overall happiness because we have only one life. We cannot um, separate it on work and life. So spending half of your, most, more than half of your life on something that you don't like, that was just unacceptable yeah. to yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, that's, 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 that's basically... That's, that's, that's a bit horrible because you're basically putting yourself in a state. Now, whatever we focus on is going to expand, right? And I guess most people focus on the negative. And they don't understand that they have, we have control over our lives, right? Well, what we consume is up to us. How, our perspective on life is up to us, you know? Absolutely. And people fail to realize this. And that's the secret sauce right there. <laughs> it's the secret sauce. And um, so being a happy life strategist, which is an amazing title, the happy <laughs> life strategist, you know, it seems like your goal is to change that, you know, change that, that mindset. And so with that being said, who do you work with? I mean, do you work with just women? Do you work with just men? Like who, who's your target clientele? Um, well, um, um, I mostly work with um, like mid-level to C-suite um, management okay. and executives and entrepreneurs, but also anyone who kind of find their way to me and we click and decide to create something together. Okay. And why I focused my study and from the beginning on the um, organizational coaching you know, in order to work with leaders in bigger companies because um, they influence the people who they work with, who work for them. They influence uh, a lot of people. So um, my idea was that um, I want to create this butterfly effect, all those proverbial reapers, uh, you know, ripples. And I was hoping that working together with leaders uh -huh. and entrepreneurs and other happiness activists and warriors, we can create some something more seismic, you know, and yeah. um, okay. really change the nature of work. And, and I love it because it, it all starts from leadership, right? It's like the, the trick Absolutely. of the effect, right? Once the leader is happy, the employees see that they're happier and they're outgoing and it's less stress and tension in the workplace, which is extremely important. <laughs> and extremely happy important. people, you know, research after research shows that happy people, content people, uh, 
uh, much more productive, creative, imaginable, and imaginative. You're absolutely right. And this is why, like for, for instance, with me personally, I have these specific routine mm-hmm. to keep me focused and keep me in a good place. So I meditate. I go over my to-do list. I even have a not to-do list, right? <laughs> I, you know, I stretch, I work out, and I'm always consuming something positive. And whatever I'm consuming something negative, because I'm very in tune with how I feel, because I'm an empath, mm-hmm. I realize it and I ease away from it. Whether, it. whether it's the news or something on social media, I tend to ease away from it because I feel my body reacting to the negativity, right? So we all have control over that. No, so that's my that's my routine right there, and I'm I'm so happy, I'm so stoked that you are focusing on getting people to newer heights through happiness. So, so one question, right? What's what's your? I mean, this is like off off script, right? What's your um? Was there a script? You should have warned me. I'm just going off. Because normally, normally I, I just go according to how I feel. And I do have some, I some questions that I focus on. <laughs> but um, what's your, what's, your, what's your structure, right? When you're working with an executive, when you're working with somebody within the C-suite, what's your approach to elevating their, their mindset? How do you how do you approach these individuals? Because these normally seats with individuals like people like you and myself, executives, high level um, uh, performers, we are go getters, right? We're constantly on the go. We constantly, constantly on the go. How how do you how do you work with these individuals? What's your what's your what's your secret? <laughs> well, first of all, working with anybody, I'm trying to understand, like trying to understand first. Kind of what makes them tick? What may what's is meaningful and important for them? Okay. Um, you know, as leaders, as people, and um, and after that, we kind of also look um, what problems they know they might have. Mm-hmm. You know, where they want to get better. You know, what they want to achieve. Like basically exploring the now, and then I usually do um, three sixty. So I usually interview six to eight people. Though sometimes people want to slip some more in. Like sometimes most recent one at CNN, I did uh, twelve people, and um, um, I find out from their bosses if they have one you know, like C-suite might have one or two max, you know, and kind of, and um, uh, their peers, I talk to their peers and I talk to people who report to them. So to get a full picture of their performance. And, um, you know, I ask, you know, at the end, I almost always ask the question, if you could just whisper to me <laughs> what you would like to tell that person, but would never dare. Ooh, I, I will. I will translate it. I usually I take uh, speech patterns out. I round it up so the person doesn't know who the comment came from before I present it to them. Wow. And together we figure out how to go from there. So you're basically interviewing people who are closest to them. Who yes. Who are connected to them like directly? 
Yeah, basically, we call them stakeholders, they you know, them. that. Okay. Yes, okay. because okay. they directly connected to performance of that person and the company. Nice, nice. I like your style. I like your style. <laughs> so there are many different types of coaches and coaching styles. How would you how would you describe your your style of coaching? Well, I guess my 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 um, my life pattern, you know, it, it kind of remains the same. You know, um, I just like I, you know, tried a lot of things along the way in my childhood yeah. and through my life. The same happened in coaching. So I poured absolutely countless hours into studying different modalities. Mm -hmm. um, uh, different approaches, you know, and I studied uh, and more than hundred thousand dollars in my own just co strictly coaching uh, training, and I trained with most amazing people. Um, my absolute favorite, the Godfather of coaching, um, Steve Chandler most incredible person, incredible coach I, you know, one can ever meet, uh, Tony Robbins and um, virtuoso of coaching who knows and studied absolutely every modality possible. And also with wise and wonderful uh, Pransky duo of three principles. Um, so, they're amazing too. So, and from all of them, like knowing all those modalities and being versed and trained and many of them, I create then tailored approach. Ooh, <laughs> That's gotcha. a fashion term. No pun is intended, right? <laughs> <Okay>. So, um, <laughs> very tailored approach and, um, you know, kind of walk next to the person and pivot as needed because some people more open to something a little crazy and some people, you know, um, walk the straight line and having that personal um, education, you know, in both creative so it kind of my education, my experience allows me to understand both creative minds and the ones who strictly follow the logic mm, path. Mm. So. I love that. I love the fact that you took the time to do countless research, research, research to provide yourself with, all, with, with the tools needed to help your clients because not every client is the same. So just the yeah. fact that you are constantly working on on bettering yourself through education, through immersion. I love that because I'm the same way. I'm constantly reading, consuming podcasts, having interviews, and every time you learn something new, you get the chance to add it to your, your tool belt. <laughs> yeah, because you can only um, help, guide, or strictly coach people or mentor anything only with the help of tools that resonate with them. Yes. You cannot fit as, you know, um, so what, round in the square hole, right? So, exactly. Um, yeah, so it, 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 you know, basically I 
pull things from the shelf and put them back if they don't fit or try this dress on or these pants and see if it fits. And you go, you know? if it doesn't, we'll find somebody else. There is always something else. Exactly, exactly. Like I said, you know, that's that's awesome right there. You're not, you don't come with one, a one size fit all kind of focus and because those don't work <laughs> for the most part. It might work for uh, one or two um, um, persons, right? But mm -hmm. for the majority of the population, it doesn't work for everyone. So continue educating and continue being the bookworm that you are, <laughs> right? And um, and um, and I'm 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 really really happy to hear this. I'm really really happy to hear this. You know, because I'm like I'm just I'm I'm the same way. <laughs> All good. right, if someone were looking for a coach, right? Mm -hmm. What traits would you advise for them to look for? Well, it's kind of this, the same way I just described my process. You know, first they should ask people around, the ones that they trust. And if somebody had a coach or would recommend one, and then if or however many that yields, I would go for sure up to six or more. Uh, basically, until you click with somebody, once you meet a coach who's going to be your coach, you know, you just know it. Your inner wisdom tells you, you know, um, you just know. You know, I, I saw um, Steve Chandler just on YouTube, on video, you know, um, the coach that I kind of own so much to, and I knew it that, that I, I think within like two or three minutes, I knew his, I'm going for him Okay. okay. <laughs> and so wrote well, just got... then, then that I would want to awesome, coach awesome. with. So you, you definitely went with your gut feeling. That's good right there. So now let's dive into storytelling time, right? Okay. This is like one of my favorite part of the whole podcast because I get to hear more stories. So I want you to give me like a two to three minute success story where you help to elevate and just transform one of your one of your clients' life, right? So I know you probably have you probably you have probably worked with a lot of different clients. Can we do two? <laughs> um, well, it's actually an, um the craziest one is very, very uh, kind of telling. And um, because when I do work with clients, so when I start that very first conversation, uh, often be before they even become my clients, when we have just first conversation, mm -hmm. I ask, what is that person's dream? And what would they want to achieve if all um, problems, difficulties, challenges were off the table? What, what would they want to achieve? And you know, some, some people do challenge me. And recently one person challenged me, what if I'm going, you know, want to go to the moon? You cannot get everything you want. And by then I already talked to that person and I said, really, is that your dream? Because I'm pretty sure it's not. Because if it worked, you probably would be able to go. Um, and I said that because I actually had one story in my pocket already. I coached this uh, brilliant uh, young financial analyst that was 
uh, a few years out of Harvard's um, applied mathematics department, and he already had stints in Blackstone Group and American Securities, and um, he was just on the way. His his career was already pivoted, but something did not fit well with him. And that's how he ended up on my couch. <laughs> and, um, you know, we talked about how we go about it and the dreams. It, it, it took a while. He journaled a lot. He really dived into it, um, thought about what make him tick. And he was also a lifelong learner. And most astounding thing happening. He said, you know, I think I want to be an astronaut. Okay. <laughs> so, and because to, to go to space, you can do three ways. You can be a pilot, you can be engineer, or you can be a scientist. And there is a, a, only like few other things. I think you have to be U.S. citizen and you have to pass the fitness test, then of course you have to be chosen as that one scientist that gets on board. And so right now he's doing his PhDs in atmospheric science in the uh, University of Washington. And I have absolutely no doubt he'll become an astronaut. Wow, wow, <laughs> that's over the moon and above. <laughs> so, so yes, so that's- um... That's awesome right there. Okay, all right. so. He was that person that was serious about becoming an astronaut. Yeah, yeah, because because you know I believe you you are never given a dream that you cannot reach. You just have to be courageous enough to go on it, really uh, deliberate about it, and absolutely tirelessly pursue it. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's it's funny how it's uh, as as children, we are. You know, when we dream and we tell others about our dream, we are given all the accolades, right? We are congratulated. But as adults, we tend to not dream as much, right? We tend to forget that part of living. And dreaming is so, so important. You have to dream. You have to have lofty goals in order for you to achieve more, you know? Oh, so absolutely. You need, need to get back to that curious child within us. You know, I'm a, I'm a dreamer. <laughs> That's my thing right there. Well, know? and continue the cosmos analogies, right? And to be like a little bit cliche about it, if you shoot for the moon, you land among the stars, right? There you go. There you go. There you go. And That's true. You know, dreamers are those, those are the folks who really make the world go round, right? The people that come up with different ideas, different, um, different inventions, right? Those are the dreamers. Those are the dreamers, you know, like the laptop I'm on right now, right? The chair, the bookshelf, all the from dreamers, <laughs> right? So we have to continue to dream and then chase it. Dream, and then chase it. That's what makes life wonderful. I agree. Ooh, let's go. Let's go. This, uh, as a rocket science, you know, I know I, I, I you appreciate these metaphors. <laughs> Well, I guess I can apply it to this profession too. One of my first bosses in fashion, Adrian Vitadini, she used to say, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to do what we do, but we have one just in case. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So you are very unique. You are a rocket scientist. You are a fashion executive. Recovered. You, you know, <laughs> Recovered one. 
you are one of the kind. You're the first person with that kind of resume <laughs> <laughs> that I've met. So I'm gonna keep my keep my relationship with you, so I can tell people I know a rocket scientist <laughs> <laughs> who was once a fashion um, a fashion um, executive. Fashion executive. <laughs> right, Quite awesome. a mixed bag. <laughs> <laughs> so so. Next question that I love to ask people, because um, I'm, I'm a very, very driven individual. What drives you? Well, <laughs> um, following Dr. Ruth, kind of uh, one of my heroes, I, I, I just want to be, to have a purpose and to basically to the day I die when yeah. my partner used to tell when we retire, I'm like, what? I'm not planning to retire. I'm like, oh. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? So, so in a sense, you know, even when I was in fashion and loved every minute of it, I always planned to go into some kind of uh, psychiatry, uh, psychiatry, psychology field that was an original intent because I knew that a profession I can do into a very old age, <laughs> you know, gotcha. fashion okay. is not one of those, you know, so um, that what kind of drives me and also truly the quest for um, trying to show people that oh, take their happiness seriously and it's mm -hmm. completely possible if we actually do take it seriously our own happiness happiness of our loved ones and everybody who we meet in the way yeah so, it's, it's a rippling effect like you said before right it's, it, is, yeah. it is a rippling effect so um are you currently working on any new projects at the moment that you could share with us any new books any new programs talk to me. <laughs> well i guess um Psychology is split on this one. Okay. Like some say that you're supposed to announce it, you know, and then you kind of have to deliver. Other people, uh, other research says that you better keep it, you know. But <laughs> I, I tried to keep it under the wraps and it wasn't working. So I was procrastinating a lot. Um, me and my best friend, we're writing a book. We think it will be very, very different. Okay. So we're not disclosing yet what it is by both the form and the substance. So, and all the research has been done in a, for a while and I kind of dragging my feet writing it. So I guess now I have to, like, I'll try if that works. Okay, okay, all right, so since telling you it, it here, Telling it here and now. That... Exactly, since you announced it, now we have to keep you accountable, right? So you yes. have to write this book and deliver. Right? So Thomas, you will keep me accountable. You'll just check <laughs> yeah, with me in like three months. How are we doing here? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And that's 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 one thing I'm good. I'm good on accountability, and my whole company is focused on accountability. So you're not going nowhere. That book's going to get done, <laughs> regardless of how you feel. It's because the world needs it. The world needs your book because you have such an eclectic amount of expertise and experiences. The world needs your book, right? So. <laughs> It's coming from me. I'm I do. Right I now. actually do believe so. There you go. So, if someone were to inquire about your services or just want to connect with you, how can they find you? They can just tape the Happy Life Strategist in your search, and I come just right up. The Happy Life Strategist. <laughs> okay. Dot okay. com is my website. 
Okay, the happy life strategist.com. All right. And you're also on LinkedIn as well. Yes. And um, I am. on social media platforms. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So this was a uh, no, I I loved having this conversation with you because in the beginning, all right, you were you was a you were a bit nervous, but it, towards the end, I started to share your story. Oh, you opened up, you started smiling, right? You started to beam. And this, this is why I have this podcast, right? To really um, learn more about people, to give them the platform to share who they are, what they're doing, and what differentiates them from everyone else. And you are a very special one. So, well, awesome. and and thank you for talking me into it because for <laughs> others, uh, I kind of stay away from all the invitations, you know, so far from, uh, you know, podcasts and radio because I absolutely don't like seeing myself on the screen or hear my voice like many people. So, and I don't know how Thomas talked me into it. But here we are. That's my little secret. I'm not going to. I know. Away. I know. You're good. You, you, you're amazing. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So so right now, I just want to thank you, right? Thank you for coming on despite, you know, how you felt. And you did such a wonderful job. All right. I'm very, very appreciative of you sharing with us. Um, and last but not least, how may I serve you? Well, you can keep me accountable for that book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And, and also, you know, thank you for uh, your efforts in all this uh, other work that you do outside of your direct work, like to providing kids with books, meals, and all of that. And I definitely would like to support that through you. Just by you being on this podcast, you support it already, <laughs> right? So that's awesome. And um, I would like to thank everyone else or our guests for lending us their ears and their eyeballs. And I would love for everyone to return next week to another episode. And always be kind, show love, and like the happy, happy life strategist says, all right, live a happy life. Much love. Choose happy and live deliberately. There we go. There we go.